Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 118 of the Revive Yourself podcast. Here we go. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try? Then welcome to the Revive Yourself podcast, where we reveal the secrets to long-lasting health by getting to the root cause of problems that no one else is talking about. So you can have more energy, clear skin, healthier hair, a leaner physique, more confidence, and most importantly, do the things you love and live the life you deserve. Here's your host, Ryan Martin. So everybody, welcome back to the show, episode 118. Hope you're all well. Hope you're all good. Uh, everyone seems to be loving last week's show with uh, Sim at Land, all about uh, fasting and uh, his book, Metabolic Autophagy. Metabolic Autophagy, if I can speak properly. There we go. Uh, so that's good. And um, all the other ones we've had recently, actually, getting lots of love from them. Um, got a, uh, a great interview coming up today as well. And I've got some other fantastic ones uh, too, um, which we'll talk about um, maybe later on. We'll see. So some great ones with, well, Jane, Jane Bennett, uh, author of The Pill, which is going to be a fantastic episode. But um, just before we get to that, guys and girls, as always, if you head on, head on over to www.reviveyourself.co, we've got our... Um, Free four day mini course through there. We've got our shop there full of great supplements from Evolution Organics, Finchley Clinic. Um, whatever you need, you know, have a look around there. Some fantastic products. Um, we've also got our, our water filtration systems from Aquaterra that get rid of 99.9% of all the garbage in your water heavy metals, parasites, protozoa. Um, really, really phenomenal systems there made by Graham Brevner from Aquaterra, who's a former rocket scientist. He's phenomenal at what he does. Um, so looking to get clean water, drinking water, uh, water you're washing your clothes in, you know, like cooking your food in, um, etc. You know, it's really important and, uh, yeah, just <laughs> clean your teeth in, etc. And also we've got our um, EMF blocking devices from Aries Tech there too. So you're looking to block any of the harmful electronic magnetic frequencies from your phone, laptop, etc., then you can go there and get some of them, which is fantastic. Um, so today's episode is with Nico Becker um, from PranaAlchemy.com, Prana-Alchemy.com. He's a really nice guy, top, top man. You know, I had a really good conversation with him here, and we've got so much more we can talk about, but he's just, uh, I could have actually sat there and talked to, to Nico for, for hours. It was a uh, Really fun conversation. He's just a genuine person who's been through his own health journey. Um, he's from uh, Germany, which we get into, uh, from just outside Dortmund. And um, so, yeah, he's a he's a, also a Czech practitioner. As we get get into, he's a, been through his own story and um, really interesting. So, without further ado, here's Nico. Enjoy, and I'll see you on the other side. Good mate, I'm good. Just uh, whereabouts in the world are you right now? Uh, right now, I'm in Germany, actually, back okay. in my hometown. Right. So, uh, where? So, where is your hometown? You, um, I think I saw somewhere. You, you, you um, Dortmund. Yeah, near Dortmund. It's it's actually it's called Menden, Menden, but nobody knows that. It's a small town, but it's it's like twenty kilometers from Dortmund. Okay, nice. Yeah, I've been. I yeah, I've been Dortmund. I haven't been anywhere else actually. Just just watch uh, watch football. Actually, it's a really cool place, right? But um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a very passionate place. But um, I haven't been. I haven't done much else of Germany. Have you been done much yourself? Been around? Um, yeah, I've been pretty much all over Germany. I lived in a van for pretty much one and a half years. And we lived in Germany, France and Spain, oh, awesome. going with the van all over the place. Awesome. Um, 
with a Volkswagen, you know. Right. Yeah. So uh, we've that, seen pretty much every place here. Was that was that on health stuff, or was that before you got into all this? Uh, no, that was actually right at the beginning. I mean, um, that was when I got into this, and then I lost my track as a fighter. Um, I had a huge in- injury, didn't know what to do. So pretty much the traveling stuff and freeing myself from all boundaries was very important for my healing um, in that stage. And then I got into the health stuff and did that for one and a half years. But at, at a certain point, it got really hard, you know, yeah. really, really hard. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, in fact, it'd be good to go into that because this is like, um, like a lot of people who get into this sort of uh, line of work. Like I know, like I heard a bit about your story and I've seen your posts and stuff, but it's like you sort of scratch your own itch, right? Is in terms of getting getting better and getting yourself well. So, like, um, where for people, obviously for people out there, you're, you're a holistic health coach, you're you're um, you check qualified, etc which is why I love you guys so much because we just agree on so much the way where people should live. But how did you really get into it then? Like, what was What's your background and how did you sort of fall into this sort of um, what you're doing right now? Yeah, um, I think it's, it's pretty complex with me, but to make it short, um, I started fighting actually with karate when I was 14. Mm-hmm. Um, and I re- got into it with 16. I got really, really into it. And it was clear for me, I don't want to do anything else. I don't want to do anything after I finish school. Uh, besides fighting, I want to get professional. Um, and I went to Switzerland, actually, because a friend of mine was a professional, had his own gym, and he invited me to, to Switzerland to train there, to live in his gym and then fight there. Um, so the first years from, from 17 on, I would say, I was just... Um, fighting all day, training, trying to get my performance higher, um, trying to compete. I mean, uh, it was MMA, boxing, uh, kickboxing, and grappling. It's like wrestling, mm. um, mostly, and it was quite a high level. And I got, I got so many injuries, you know, injury after injury after injury, and it kept me back from fighting at the highest level. Um, so after a while, I was a little bit getting sick, sick of this, and I looked around me, and all the fighters. Um, we're eating junk and me myself included. I mean, we were on a tournament and it was pretty normal to just eat bread between fights or mm. eat a sandwich or eat a, a, a kebab, you know, uh, fries or whatever, whatever you could get. Chocolate bars. Yeah, yeah. Chocolate bars. Yeah. Mm. Chocolate bars, pretty common um, protein powder and all that shit. And, and you feel like shit and you, you have to go to the toilet when you have four or five fights, maybe 10 times a day. And it's not, it's not healthy, not at all. And at a certain point, I, I found Elliot Hulse. Um, most people know him. Yeah. And um, really fan. got into Elliot, Elliot Hulse. And, Big um, fan, yeah. Strength, yeah. And the, he, was, he was the first one I saw going gluten-free. And I was like, what the hell is this? What is that? What's, what's going on there? Um, so I started to follow him, follow his training methods a little bit, um, and also got gluten-free. I got a little bit into the health movement. And through him, I found Paul Check. Um, and at the same time around that, um, I had a huge, huge injury. Um, I injured my knee so that I couldn't train at all for one year. I couldn't barely walk. I mean, what, what, did, you, what did you do? Yeah. What, so you had little injuries before. Were they like, um, like impact injuries or were they postural? And so this one, was it like a, like a knee, like you say, like an ACL or something like that? Yeah. Um, it was actually the meniscus. Oh, meniscus. And, yeah. Um, you have to understand that um, I, as a, as a fighter, I was very, very passionate, but it didn't start from a fit point. So I, you saw my picture. I started from being very unfit. Mm-hmm. I was around 96 to 98 kilogram. 
um, I was totally unfit. I mean, I never really had any sport in my childhood and I just got into fighting and I just got into professional fighting and really the highest level and training four to six hours every day, maybe one rest day a week. Um, so my, my start was very bad, but I had so many injuries, but I kept fighting through them, which I now see, of course, is silly. Um, I was just, I mean, I had my first meniscus surgery um, and two weeks after the surgery, I had three fights. Oh, that's um, strong. I've taught my I've, I've taught my meniscus uh, rugby, and I know it's uh, it's not it's a it can be quite a sickening um, injury. It make you feel quite sick. I remember I in, I tore my meniscus, and um, the next I could barely walk the next day. It got a bit better, got a bit better, and because it's such limited blood flow to it, you know, it's very hard. I thought, oh, about four weeks afterwards, I thought oh, I'm a lot better now. Um, I'll try and run around, not too bad. Went to kick a ball. I felt like I was going to throw up. It was like absolutely, it was just horrible. And a lot of them, they do just take it out. You had your surgery; they they probably took it out. Did, did they? Did they take your meniscus out? Yeah, that was that was the the major problem was that um the the doctor told me back then I had no clue. I mean, I wasn't into this stuff, so um he told me, okay, we have to do the surgery today because the knee was stuck. I couldn't move it at all mm. in any direction. Um, and I was like okay i want to see another doctor and he was like no no this is dangerous we have to do the surgery today and i was like okay shit fuck it let's do it um (laughs) he was like it's it's no problem at all we take it out no problem um and in the end they took out about 95 percent of the meniscus so nearly everything because it was torn and he he told me it was torn about eight times uh for about four years so in, in the last four years i torn it eight times so I was just fighting through and I had problems lots of times, but this time I was stuck. Um, and after that, he said, oh, you can fight again. You can train. It's no problem. So, of course, I'm a young fighter. I thought like, okay, great. I do this. Um, I fight. I fought. Um, and soon after a few weeks, I got so heavy um, swelling around the knee, inflammation, and couldn't really move my leg anymore. So I got to, to a doctor and, of course, got another MRT, uh, CT scan. And they looked into the, the joint and they saw I have a, um, a capsule damage two to three, which is just nearly destroyed. Mm, but yeah. Um, and I was, I was, I was uh, really crying because that was my career. And they told me, you can't do any sport ever again. Um, you have to get a, get a new knee, actually, get a new knee joint. Um, I was just, um, yeah, I was to the ground. And that, that was going on for one year. Um, I didn't know what to do. And then I got introduced into holistic health and I really saw, hey, fuck it, there are possibilities. There mm. are actually possibilities. Even if a doctor is telling you, hey, there's no way you need a new new knee or a new hip or, or whatever it is. I mean, you need a, a gallbladder, it needs to get out or your, your appendix, whatever it is, there are always possibilities, be it cancer, whatever. And that gave me really hope um, that I got into it. And now it's it's about four Four years ago, I had the knee surgeries, the two, um, and my knee is perfect, absolutely perfect. I can deadlift, I can squat, I can sprint, I can jump, I can fight again, I can do anything. Um, so it's really beautiful. So how old are you now, Nico? Uh, I'm 24. 24, right. So you, I mean, you're, you got into this at a young age, quite similar to me. Like, as in, well, 23 was when I had sort of like 22, 23 was when I sort of been working to it, but... I went through my stuff at like 17 to 22 as well. So young age, uh, and at that age, you know, I mean, 
you're just doing what you know you're training a lot so you think you can eat whatever because you're told aren't you like calories in calories out especially in a fight world you know it's about making weight etc or when i was playing professional rugby it was like oh you want to be as big as you can and you don't really you never even heard about the words allergenic or inflammatory foods you know you're just having you said the protein powders and all the other nonsense which is keeping you constantly inflamed i mean it's a so wonder how we don't break down sooner a lot of the time but as you said as you as you, talk, as you know as a coach you know that that willpower just to keep on going is huge right and because you've always felt like that you don't know what feeling good feels like really right so when you're finally i mean i bet you feel better now than you did back then yeah i mean and i even perform better i mean mm. i train much less and i if I if I go with old friends, um, even they continued fighting. I mean, five times a week, but I'm much much fitter than them, uh, much stronger, much more uh, agile, much more much faster. You know, and it's it's crazy. It's just more intelligent training, not always more. So, but you're quite you're quite young still. So, do you do you have any aspirations to to maybe go a bit further with it, or is it you quite enjoy what you're doing now in terms of the holistic world? Yeah, honestly, that's that's probably the the most um important part of my story for for people and even for myself um got to remind me of, remind me of that um when i'm working with clients because um i think it's a good example of how spirit plays or how I, our lives can change because i thought my legacy is becoming a world-class fighter to get into ufc and i was totally convinced if if, if somebody would have come uh five years ago and would have told me hey you you're not uh going to the ufc you're going to become a trainer or a coach or a therapist um, I would have, no, you're crazy. You're crazy. But um, the funny thing is through the injury um, and in the healing process, I started training again and fighting. And yes, it was fun. But after a short while, I found that studying health and, and getting me back into the ring, actually, the, the process of getting somebody that was one year out of the game where everybody told him he can never train again, he can never lift again, he has to get a new knee. And to get that person back into full performance, that was insane, the mm. feeling. And that, that person was myself. And that was funny. Um, but the, the real passion that came was like, fuck, if I can do this with, my, with myself, I can help so many people because I know the game. I know the performance game. I know all the sports teams. Um, I, I know so many sportsmen um, or, or sportswomen, the athletes, that are eating crap, sleeping like crap, doing party, just doing everything wrong and even moving wrong and training wrong. And I thought like, wow, there are so many dreams destroyed and so many passions destroyed. Um, my heart was just overwhelmed by that. My, my whole idea of who I want to become changed completely. Uh, it's awesome. It's a beautiful thing. It's the same, similar to me, my man. I always thought like professional sport would be something I'd be into and uh, going in that way. And when I finally got into it, it's like, oh, right, now I know what I'm meant to be doing. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing when you find that. And when it comes to your passion, you know, even like having conversations like this with people like yourself, it's it's a great thing to do because you've seen people, you've you open people's eyes. The first, what the frustrating thing is, if you're on like social media sometimes, and we've all, because you've been a, an athlete, and obviously, I've, and if you're not an athlete, so if you follow sports, you know, you're, you'll see so many sportsmen and they'll post up pictures of their breakfast or supplements they're taking. And you're just sitting there hitting your head against the wall going, imagine how good you could be. Or like you're already world class. Imagine how good you could be if you didn't take that stuff. And it's hard that you see these people, you know, you, and as a youngster, you're influenced by these people. That's why they, that's why the companies use these people, right? Because they know that people are going to go and buy um, what 
for example, whatever, say, for example, UFC, Colin, Colin McGregor, uh, Colin McGregor is going to have, they're going to go and have that. Or if in rugby world, you know, Johnny Wilkinson or football, like David Beckham, whatever it is, they know that they're going to have it. So do you, do you, um, has you, I mean, you're, you're still, you're still young. You're, you're 24. I remember when I was that age and I found out about this, I was trying to tell everyone in the world, uh, that I, what I knew was right and what they was wrong. And now as you get older, you just sort of like, you spread your message and you do it in a much more subtle way, you know? Um, does it, does it frustrate you when you see that or like, or is it just like, oh, it's part of the, part of the world? Um, I think this was also a very important part for me growing up. I mean, I'm still quite young. I'm 24. Mm. Um, but the, the process of becoming an adult, I think, um, is getting into more acceptance, I would say. And especially when we're younger and you, you, you know it yourself, probably, um, this fighting and warrior archetype is very strong in us. And we want to achieve and we want to convince. And, and even if you find something new and it, it's different than before, you want, you want to go back to the people from back then and convince them. And, of course, that's what I tried first. Um, I got back into fighting and, and I was talking with my with my fighting brothers and, and um, training partners but it's it's not really the place um, or not even the topic I would say holistic health is not the topic that you can just throw out there in a sense because people Come. don't understand it it's it's too hard to grasp it covers so much right it covers everything that's a that's the thing it's like it's not just a <laughs> it's not quick fix it's not cookie clutter it, it, it is a it's a people got to look at every aspect of their life and a lot of people aren't ready for that right yeah. Yeah. I mean, for, for me, the hardest question um, that nearly everyone um, knew I meet asked me and you, of course, too, I think is like, OK, what do you do? And it's, it's like, OK, I can give you an answer, of course, but that talk, if I would really do it, would take two hours or four hours because um, it's so complex. And the, or, or what is holistic health? Holy shit. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's your happiness it's, it's it's how good you sleep it's it's your sex it's everything um so it's a really hard topic that's why like um i remember i put up an article i think about six months ago about i think about teaching i think it was from john ghetto you know john john taylor ghetto um and one of my friends is like oh you're an expert on teaching now as well aren't you and I, my reply was as a holistic health coach i've got to be an expert in everything I was like, that's the thing. Like, it's just so much that goes on. And it's, I say it's because I know that there's sometimes they like have like a little dig or they're mucking around. But I'm just like, I've got to be honest with you. As a holistic health coach, we've got to know such a broad aspect of uh, things because everything affects you, right? And so, and especially if like people as well, if, if their so their children's health can affect their health, and if their children aren't learning specific things or if things are going wrong in school. Or if their beliefs aren't being met by the school, it's, in, it's it's good to give your clients other options because a lot of people. You mean I mean, but there's probably a few different categories that people fall into that people come and see yourself and myself and and one of them are going to be people that have tried everything before. They're just new to holistic health and they see your results and they're like, oh my god, this was going to happen. Other people probably have been following you a while and probably have injuries and they eventually go look. They probably know come to you, and they're probably into holistic health themselves, but they've still got they still can't find what it is with them, you know. Because as with everyone, even coaches need coaches a lot of the time, and you need another set of eyes. And you can give them certain things, you know, that oh, what's causing stress in their life? You can look at different areas, and it's a really um, good thing. Sometimes you come to them with certain things, and they haven't even thought about that. Oh, what the stress that my that's going on with my child or my mum or my dad, and that's really influencing me. So it's interesting to talk about that, and so. As you say, you know, it is a. 
I have a seminar that I do, which is like the three big secrets to health. And um, I try and make it last. I try and cut it down to about 75 minutes to 90 minutes. Um, because if I was to go into the real thing, as you said, it could be a four hour talk. And, you know, you want to give people the takeaway bite sizes, you know, and I talk about in that, you know, um, uh, the, the, the three big ones, one's gut health. Um, I then go into like toxins and, and, and quality food. And then I go into like epigenetics and how they can change them, how their genes don't like, affect, don't, um, aren't the, the main factor of whether they're healthy or not is how they live their life and et cetera. And, and also there's so much more we can cover in there. I mean, going to things but try and take away the, the three big ones that if they start getting because though even those three go into different aspects so for example if if you were to pick your your three nico what would you say what would be your three secrets to health it's a, it's a quite a hard question um but of course paul has the four doctors and you could put it in four Perfect. put it to put it in three Fits still fits, I would say, and it's it's in in main part. I would say it's happiness, which is a um the the Paul Jack has four doctors: it's mm. quiet, diet, movement, and happiness. Um, but the happiness and the quiet you can put in one, in my in my my opinion, for this matter, you could say okay, the rhythm and the flow of your life, your psyche, so your your happiness and your state of being, and the way you perceive the world around you and inside of you. Um, is in my opinion the most important aspect of health itself because it's the base and everything else is built upon that but not to say it's not interconnected it can it can um, of course um, go from up uh, to down from down to up okay the other two in my my um, my idea are definitely gut health like you're saying um, gut health, nutrition, the whole topic with toxicity and everything that has to do with nutrition and into nutrition, um, I would definitely put breathing into because oxygen is a nutrient. Um, so even your breathing pattern um, would fit into there and the way you, you get your nutrients, be it from food. I mean, you can eat the best food in the world, but if your gut is not absorbing the, uh, that, there's no chance for your body to heal. And and I know that very good because I started eating very, very well, but I had a parasite and fung fungal infection and all the good stuff I eat did not make a difference, not even a little bit. Um, I, was, I was just pooping it out, honestly. Um, the thing in the toilet looked exactly like the, like the thing I ate on the plate. So it was crazy. I had huge gut problems. So I know how much this is a big, big pillar. And the, even this, the gut health can influence your psyche. Again, mm -hmm. you can get depression alone from, from having uh, uh, not really fitting gut microbiome, um, having gluten intolerance and eating gluten, eating too much sugar. You can get depressed only by that. Um, and the third pillar is definitely movement for me. And with movement, I don't only mean getting a workout every day or something. I mean really the system of the body moving, keeping it fluid, keeping the joints fluid, keeping the spine aligned, keeping good posture, having good, a good breathing rhythm. And again, into the movement fits also the movement of your life. How you are moving and moving your body actually tells me as a therapist very, very much about how you're moving in your life. If I can see you walk through the town and you, you don't know I'm watching you, I can learn so much about your psyche. Um, are you walking fast and stressed? Are you walking slow and gentle and have a smile on your face? Um, do you move a little bit crooked or, or like um, stumbling? 
Do you have a flow in your movement? It tells me a lot about your psyche. If you if you are able to move your body in a fluid and and slow and controlled and coordinated way, so will be your life. There's a saying like uh, the way you do one thing, you do everything. And I truly believe into this. Um, so I believe the three pillars of health, if I would have to do it like this, would be definitely movement and how your body and your psyche is movement, uh, moving, your happiness and your state of rhythm and flow in your life, your psyche. Um, and gut health, nutrition, and and the environment that we're put into there. Yeah, hundred percent. It's I, I mean, it's a talk about uh, as you said that Paul has these four doctors. He always has you know like the six key principles of, of health, and that um, in our programs and so many of we talk about the movement. A lot of people that come to me, um, I say that like, oh, I want to be doing this again. I used to be a runner. I used to be. I'm like, look, let's slow it down. At the moment, you haven't even got enough energy to heal let alone move, you know, like that. So things like, as you say, things like chi go on tai chi come in, really important for me. So it's just like getting their movement meditation their, and their breathing all in one, as you said there. So it almost encompasses their breathing, their movement, their flow all in one, which is really good for them. And they're like, oh, what? people can't, I've had men say, I can't believe how powerful that was. And I was like, because you're, you're integrating that you're giving your you say you're almost giving yourself some introspection at the same time as breathing movement and then that builds your happiness because in this world of everything being so busy as you said before it gives you that time just to relax and to breathe and that's why sometimes those in watching the following a video or even a um a meditation a guided meditation is good because a lot of people they're so their brain's all over the place just having them focus on something is great and I think that's um, really a uh, good point. Yeah, movement. I mean, I think that's it's the funny thing about these these things are once you get certain ones in place, they all sort of fit under that umbrella of health. And once you start getting into like movement, then you're like, oh, how do I get better at movement? Oh, I need to be less inflamed. So how do I do that? Oh, I start eating better. Oh, okay. Well, and then if how what happens then if I need to get even more rest and recovery? I need to sleep better. Or oh, how do I quite my, and it all sort of goes round, right and it's like and that's the thing about what we do from a holistic perspective and unfortunately like modern medicine just likes to chop the body into pieces or and it seems to not understand that everything has an overlapping effect right and so um i think it's really uh, interesting what's it like in i mean germany in terms of medicine is quite advanced they're quite into bio uh, energy medicine they're quite into like bioresonance things like that even radionics so would you say that their the German people are quite like open-minded to this sort of stuff? Um, I think it's it's two things at the same time. Um, the the really good thing in Germany is living healthy. I think in Germany is the easiest country I ever was, and I was quite around. Even California, California is quite forward, but you don't find any. I didn't find any country with more organic food. Right. Um, with more good water, whatever. So it's really easy to live healthy. Um, you got good quality air. You got lots of forest, lots of nature. So that's the good point. Yeah, but it's big. The, it's, yeah, it's a big country as well, right? Eh? Yeah, it's it's quite big. And the the real downside um, with with Germany, I would say, is that the people are very much invested into the belief that if you have studied something, let's say medicine, that you know it all. And if you have not studied something, that you're just shit and white, white, yeah white coat syndrome sort of thing yeah yeah it's it's um it, it's crazy and, and of course paul talks a lot, a lot about this 
um, talking about the church and how the church influenced this by by the priests having having the the coat and the white coat of the the medicine man now is a. Uh, of the doctor now is the same as the pre- priest code. We just believe them. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. So um, what I, I experience a lot is that with nearly most clients I get, if they were not into this stuff, like Elliot Holtz or somebody um, before with nearly everybody, the first sessions I have to do are not really um, about health coaching or gut health or something specific like that, but really about their beliefs and expectations of what they get and what health really is. So the first first few hours are really getting into what what does health really mean, and not not only in a way like what does health mean the word, but what does health for you mean, and that's the individual way. I mean, if you're a, a fireman um, and your your legacy and your dream is to be a hero and a fireman, your health looks completely different from let's say a mother or a grandma or a pro- professional athlete or even uh, a computer programmer. Um, that's just all completely different worlds. Um, and then with that, there's also the expectation. Well, you've said that before. You've said, okay, people coming, hey, I want to go jogging, or I did this, I did that. Yeah, but maybe it's really the Tai Chi or the breathing or the meditation that will enhance your performance. So I, th- I think the big trouble are these these two things, like the expectation of people and the, the miseducation in, in many regards. Um, like you said, we, we tend to chop up the body and I believe we tend to chop up everything um, and sure. we build our education system in a way where um, we, are, we are designed to work in a place but not know it all. We're designed to do our work in a specific place to get our, our money for that but not to think, not to really have holistic thinking in that sense. And we, we are schooled like that for 20 years or 18 years or whatever. So it's really hard to get people out of that. And in, in my personal um, um, opinion, and as a therapist in my experience, I would say the first thing that we need to re- remove for healing in any way or even enhancing performance, which ultimately is healing in my opinion, um, we need to first get away the layers of dust, which is, I would say, the false education. And it's pretty much a lot of dust. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, I had to... Yeah, just personally, just we can talk about this personal because it's 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 the best way to do it. And it's all of my. I've had doctors. You probably listen to. I don't know if you've listened to many of my episodes, but I've had doctors on here that were doctors for twenty years, and they're going, Brian. I finally was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm not getting results. And to try and say it's like cogn- uh, um, I think it's cognitive dissonance, like to actually feel like, or it's like to keep on getting proof that what you do doesn't work but to keep on doing it and then to try and change your whole belief system it's like trying to tell a muslim to become a jew or a jew to become a christian you know it's and it, and it can be like they can hold on to belief even when it tells them not and and so this is why 100 percent what what we do in in our programs as well that like you do i i have like a list of like must-see seminars on podcasts and i, I listen to and i say just go and watch that and just i say because we're going to cover a lot of things and these and i've got my interviews and a few other ones and and just like one of the great, for example, one of the great um, seminars I've got is Secret of Health with Dr. Edward Group. Do you know Dr. Edward Group at all? No, um, never heard of um, He's, I think he's the third biggest natural health site in the world, actually. He's got the Global Healing Center, and I studied with him in Texas. And uh, one of the things he used to do, he used to cure cancer, and then before that, the FDA came in and was like, you can't do this here, and they used to raid him and stuff. And he said, in our, in our um, consultations, people used to come in to me, and they'd be like, oh, I've got, I've been diagnosed with, 
third st- stage three lymph whatever, whatever, whatever cancer it could be and uh, lymphoma or whatever and he'd be like okay um, so do you know why you've got this cancer and they'd be like what do you mean and he'd be like but why do you think you've got it and they're like I don't know he's like what your doctor didn't tell you why you've got this cancer and they're like, no he's like well that's what we're going to do we're going to teach you why and that's that's a big thing you know and, and so for some people it could be cancer some people it could be Alzheimer's whatever it is and he goes into and it's a really it's like and because it's so hard for people they're like and they sometimes I've had it clients go well, but, well Ryan what do you mean about this study and they bring me up a study from like the NHS website uh, the National the No Health Service what I call it the National Health Service but um, or they give it from like a, a website which is just government funded and just complete nonsense you know um, so I saw one of the yeah, tele- telecommunications companies EE today saying um, people asking them about how dangerous 5G is and they're like oh no look we've got our studies here that prove nothing's wrong and I was like do you want me to I was like absolute nonsense just one look at Dr. Davis Deborah Davis's work or these other people's work to show you how bad this stuff actually is but because most people don't know where to even look you know opening their eyes can be the first step and then all of a sudden, and that's one of the reasons why I post our results um, quite a lot is because I want people to realize they don't have to live that way. There is another way. I put one up the other day, I think, of one of our clients, Carol. Um, she'd been to see every doctor for lupus for 11 years, and her skin was horrific, like red blotchy all over. And she'd been to see consultant specialist doctors. They said, this is just what we had to live with. I was like, trust me, this is an internal issue. Your body's very inflamed, very toxic, very deficient need to get to the root of it. I said, just follow our plan. 16 days later, her skin is completely clear. And she's like, oh, she can't believe it. She's like, how do these doctors not know this? I was like, well, you can either think of them as, uh, I think it was Dr. Thomas Levy. I interviewed him and he said, I used to think that there wasn't any sort of like a malice behind it or that a lot of them just didn't know, which probably most of them still don't know. He's like, nowadays it's been happening so so much that I'm starting to question that belief. Because how many years can you continually see other people holistically, nutritionally, etc., get results and continue to ignore it? And, you know, it's something that, you know, Paul's been doing this how many years and people still try and question him or people are you know, thinking like, how many results do we have to get before you finally go? And the, the ego is a, a wonderful thing, right? It can uh, really hold people back. And so do you, I mean, is that something that, You'd probably say like working with people's egos as well is something that you do. Definitely, um, I think the the um, the work with the psyche itself, and I, I mostly call it personal development because that's what it's really about. So de- developing our our personal lives in relationships with ourselves. Um, yeah, we we need to work that way. But um, what you said, I want want to hit on that short. Um, this makes me really sad um, sometimes when, when I think about it and I let it in. Like there are so many people out there, so many people out there, like millions of people um, that could easily be helped. I mean, I saw the results. It was your client, right? The one with lupus because mm-hmm. I saw, saw the pictures on Facebook. It's, it's fabulous. It's, it's wonderful. Um, same with my knee. Um, same with my clients. I mean, sometimes it works so fast and it's a simple, simple thing like um, letting away gluten or dairy, or just moving a little bit more, or drinking enough water. And that little bit is often enough to really um, to heal a chronic disease or heal somebody from, from back pain that he had for 10 years. Um, and it really makes me sad when I get into this. Um, 
and think about the the large scale on which I would love to uh, help people, and you probably as well. That's why we do this. That's why we talk now. Um, so it's beautiful. But at the same time, the force we have to fight fight against the farm industry, um, all the industries. Same with five G. Uh, wherever you go, in which direction, or glyphosate, uh, Monsanto. Um, so it's 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 really hard for us. But at the same time. Um, I feel there's there's this big legacy and this this big mission for us to go that way, um, and like you said, the ego. Yeah, it's, I think it's the ego and the ideas and the beliefs that are in the way of opening up um, the expectations and the 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 thought that we know um, what we know, which is really nothing. Um, we come most of us come out of school or or maybe are working uh, maybe 35 whoever you meet. Um, you ask them, yeah, what do you know about health? They can say, yeah, you have to eat salad and you have to eat this. And they maybe read, have read two books or something, saw some documentaries. Um, but if you honestly look at it and you read like, let's say 100 books from different topics about health, you find 100 different opinions. It's crazy. It's not even really possible to get your own own idea of what health is without guidance, without a coach. So I think our position as, as coaches and therapists is so important um, to help people out of, out of this, this chaos, um, the chaos of their own ego that thinks it knows maybe which direction to go, but seems to be lost for years sometimes. Um, and also the, the chaos of our collective ego as a, as, a, um, as a society where we have an education system that is fucked up, let's put it that, <laughs> that way. Um, we have, of course, a, a market system that is completely fucked up. We have a way to work that is fucked up. Um, nearly every system is, is really a tough job for us to get through. And like you said, or like I'm always saying, working holistically means being an expert in every one of these fields, not necessarily being able to heal everything. I mean, I do not need necessarily to be able to correct an atlas subluxation if the atlas is out um, or to... to um, to fix your your broken bone, but I need to be able to understand what um, what this injury means, or what an up, up, uh, atlas subluxation means, what it can do to your body, and need to send you to somebody who can do it. So I need to really have the overview of everything, the overview of everything. So let's take health. No, hundred no, percent. I think that's brilliant because, like, because I work online with people, so I know you do as well. Um, I. I have our programs and we go through what we do. We work a lot with nutrition, we work a lot with the mental emotional state, um, breathing, etc., and education. But I, as Paul says, I'm like an air traffic controller. Um, I have someone, if I feel like someone needs to have a movement or structural assessment, I've got someone I send them to. I also have a biological doctor I work with who has homeopathic remedies and energy medicines that I work with. So it's like, you, if I need to, I've got my, my guys that I... It's, that's one of the things that I, I can't do that from a distance, but I've got people that can they can see, um, which I think is really important. And I think it was like awesome what you said there, mate, about your legacy. And I think you know the light will eventually. I mean, we've seen it with Monsanto; they've been taken, they've basically been taken down now. I mean, there's a few things that are coming out, but they're paying out a lot of money uh, being linked to cancer uh, in the billions. I think Bauer bought Bayer bought them over. I think they're in a bit of a. I think it's Bauer or something like that. Um, I think they're in a bit of a bit, of, which is great. They're, they're being pulled apart, and hopefully, you know, we'll uh, get there with five G and things like that. But we, we'll see. But either way, we keep doing what what we're doing and keep doing what you're doing. And I think it's it's 
awesome. Like you've got a, a really good demeanor about about. You can tell that you're very centered about this, which is which is which is awesome. And I want to go, go into a few different things because looking at your programs and stuff, I think it's really interesting the way you go about things. But just just quickly, you mentioned um, you mentioned for yourself you had a fungal uh, and a parasitic infection. Like what? When when did you know that? Like what? What ages was that? Was that just as you were getting into it? Did you just discover? I mean, because you went around and did you did you pick it up on your travels? Um, no, not really. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Fine. Funny <laughs> this way. On my first travel, actually, um, right when I finished school, and that's really where my um, a b- big heart heart opening of my story began. Um, right after school. I was exactly 18. I went to the Caribbean with a friend, with my best friend, with my best buddy, um, Jeff. And we went there. We wanted to go there for three months and live there. Um, there was an old house from his, his died grandpa. So we wanted to go there. Um, we, we stayed there and I trained like a freak. And he too. We trained. We were fighting. But we didn't have enough money. So we only ate rice and ketchup. Um, at the same time, we, we trained like crazy. Um, and eat only rice and ketchup. Um, we we made party nearly every evening. Right. Yeah. Uh, and not not the not the soft kind of party. Um. All right. Really. So quite heavy party, quite heavy, extremely heavy training, and and like the worst food ever. Um. And about six weeks after that, going through that whole process, um, I got an appendicitis. Right. So my appendix was inflamed, and it was the freaking Caribbean. So I went in there to the hospital and they sent me home with paracetamol and just painkiller and told me, yeah, it's, it's going to be okay. Uh, maybe come back tomorrow. And I got home and it exploded. Yay. Ah. So I got in there and to make it short, um, I had two surgeries in the Caribbean in three weeks. I had a CRP, which is an inflammation marker at 500, which mm. is really high. Really high. Um yeah, really high, and and I, I really well, I was nearly deaf. And after the th- three weeks, I had a private jet that has flown me to Germany. I had another surgery and was again for three three weeks in Germany in the hospital. And then I got out, and I had antibiotics, the strongest antibiotics out there for six whole weeks, the whole time because of the sepsis uh, and the the inflammation in my body. I had three surgeries, so three complete anesthesias. Um, I had um, worse painkillers and opiates and everything. So I had the whole bunch of, of, um, of medicine you can get. Um, and directly after that, I started to see stars. I had um, the worst digestion ever. I mean, I didn't digest anything. Like I said, the food looked exactly the same way on my plate as in the toilet. It was crazy. Um, and it took me, wow, I would say one year of trying to recover, but nothing really changing in my digestion or anything. And I was really going organic and did all the stuff that I thought was important, um, but it didn't help at all. Um, the second problem that that came was as a fighter, I had injuries. So I had after that three more surgeries. So in the last four and a half years, I had in a whole six surgeries um, and all the antibiotics. So I know that it started from there and all the surgeries just destroyed my gut microbiome, the antibiotics did. Um, that's where it started, really. No, man, I'm glad I asked that question because that's a hell of a story. You almost, almost missed out. How like so? Yeah, the Caribbean. Obviously, you get in that sort of view. You, you'd rather not be in the Caribbean. That's the one thing the medical industry is, is for, right? Surgeries, putting people back together when things like that happen. Yeah, that's what you want the best. And 
we're all in agreement as holistic coaches. None of us are sitting here saying, oh, right, you broke your leg, go and rub some um, aloe vera on it. You know, we're not, we're not saying that. That's, we're, that's the point. Yeah, we're saying, like, that's what they're there for. Like, when it comes to the car crashes and sports injuries and accidents, that's what we need them for. Chronic illness, very different. But that, so, like me, you went through surgeries, antibiotics, I had steroids, so, like, you, all these things. And, like, what what is phenomenal is how you look now yeah, compared to probably what you look like then, because I know how I looked then, and it's like mm. you can get your health back. The body can respond, but to go through all that, and obviously at a young age, so it makes it a little better. We still got that, the, the lucky the fountain of youth on our side. We went through it at a young age, but also, also going through it at a young age means that our constitution probably wasn't as strong as other people's. So you know, we had that there, but it's phenomenal to look at you now. You would never know, you know, which is great. Um, but that must have been, I mean, so what, what age was that? What, what age is that? 17, 18? Um, that was exactly 18. Actually, it was 18. And then I was getting back to, I would say health, but not really health, but to the, to the stage where I could fight again and train again. Um, but my digestion was still completely screwed up like the fungal parasite infection, but I still trained and fight fought. Um, and then I had my knee surgeries, two knee surgeries, and I broke my hand in a fight, in a boxing fight, um, and had another hand surgery. And then from that on, it was just, I was a total mess. Um, my skin was so horrible in my face. I had such a strong agony. Um, and I was really ashamed because I was getting into the holistic health and I learned so much. And I, w- I was in the first year. That w- I would say even back then, I was a pretty good coach from my knowledge and, and from what I did to, until then. But um, I always use it as a story to not fool any anybody. Healing takes time. Healing, especially if I'm not anybody to tell you, hey, you have end stage cancer. I'm going to heal you in three weeks and you're going to lift 200 kilo again. That's bullshit. I think that's lies. But um, my my healing journey is, is our healing journey goes forever, of course, in certain ways. But to be with, uh, exactly with the gut, I would say it was about three or three and a half years to really get healthy digestion again, to really get my skin clear again, um, to really move through all the problems I had um, from injuries and all the things that work together. Now, um, important to notion that I didn't have anybody to guide me until the last year. And the last year was, I would say, 80% of the the growth or the healing. That was with Warren, Warren Williams. Oh, Warren, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, all right. Was, he coached me and my girlfriend, and, and that was very, very inspiring um, and very, very helpful journey for me as a coach because I started coaching back then. But um, really getting into this and getting coached myself, like you're saying, coaches need coaches, and I believe in that 100%. Um, it was a completely new journey to healing and to the holistic style of looking at things. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, because Warren, I was actually going to bring up Warren earlier because he's obviously massively into his martial arts as well, you know. Um, yeah, very, I think he was karate as well, I think. I think it was karate. Yeah, was karate. Into, yeah, yeah, he yeah. was into karate, yeah. And uh, I've worked with Warren. So Warren sat down, uh, I've worked with Warren myself in terms of, uh, he's given me structural assessments and stuff and um, programs. He's a phenomenal guy, phenomenal coach. And uh, me and him actually have a little bit of a trouble. Sometimes if we're going back and forth with an idea, we send each other a message and just like have a little bit of a brainstorm, which is good. Um, but when it comes to the so was that actually so did you actually know you had a parasite before you saw him or was he like the person who got you tested um yeah that's that's um the scary side of when people don't know about parasites and it's for, for me it's 
now it's a quite funny side actually because I love these stories because people get scared and it's motivates motivates them. Pain is a good teacher. Um, <laughs> yeah, pain is a good teacher. I actually remember having the first time Paraset when I was about fourteen or fifteen, and I had um, um, I had very very small white worms in my stool. So I was wondering, wow, what is this? Um, and then after a while, I, I bigger and bigger, and I got, oh, this is Ascaris. So I had an Ascaris worm that was Googling, but I didn't know anything. And I went to the doctor. He gave me a pill, and after that, they seemed to be away because um, I just didn't saw any any after that. Um, but right after after Aruba, um, Aruba was the Caribbean, right after the hospital and after that, I noticed um, – just the worst digestion ever, like I said, the worst skin ever. I saw st uh, stars and everywhere, and I had um, bad, bad, bad dandruff. So I had really bad dandruff. If I would scratch my head, it was like snowing, like winter. Um, so I know this correlates to a fungal infection, um, and I never saw after that a worm parasite or parasite in my in my stool. Um, I did not do testing because it was just for me financially too much to do because I just knew I had a parasite fungus infection. Um, so I really got into this and looked into this myself, tried to get supplements, and I wasted hundreds and hundreds of dollars dollars for supplements um, and tried to make everything right. But in, in my opinion, parasites and fungal infections, and I think you're the same, are not as easy as, you, as we think. And you have Emmeline on, on your show here, I think, three times now. Um, and she's just brilliant, and I love her stuff. And, and that's actually the program where put me on to heal myself. And it's five stages, five different stages of, of gut healing that you go through. And it's not just simply, okay, you take this anti anti worm parasitics, uh, uh, anti parasitic, sorry, and you're you're fine, or you don't eat sugar and you're fine. It's not about that, but it's really restoring gut bacteria, gut microbiome, sealing the gut wall with something like gelatin or aloe vera. Um, getting out the parasites, of course, as well, uh, with stuff like wormwood and stuff like that, but really intelligently putting together a program um, with supplements and add on top with that the psyche, um, the rhythms of your life, movement, detox, because I was still training way too much for me at the time. I needed healing, and I was still trying to train five to six uh, times a week, uh, week, which is, in my opinion, nearly impossible with the state of health I had back then. It's uh, very, very interesting what you said there. You know, this is the thing. You can't just take antiparasitics and hope to get rid of a parasite infection. Um, these things are embedded deep and, you know, you said before they proliferate at such a level, they lay like a million eggs a day. So what we talk about, and it's probably with, with Emma, we talk about like changing your internal terrain, almost like gentrifying an area. So the bad guys want to leave and the good guys want to stay. So it's like, it's not just about, yeah, you want to get rid of them, but they you can't just throw herbs or or medicine at these things. They just come back. So it's about you and how you live. Because when you stop being living healthier and being healthier, like that's going to change your internal terrain. It's going to change your mindset, everything. And then these bugs don't want to be in somewhere that they can't take over. They can't influence. Um, and that's why the power of the mind is so powerful as well. You know, and these bugs are. I mean, they're very, very smart, very clever. They've adapted and been around for a long period of time, so they know how to um, infiltrate our nervous system, um, create, make us crave certain foods. 
um, yeah, take our vitality, you know, it's a parasite, they're taking your vitality. So it was uh, interesting that, so yeah, no, Emma is brilliant and, and so is Warren. So that was, so you went through that, how long, do you reckon that was a three, well, so you said three year process, but after the last year you were working with Warren, did that, did that speed things up quite a bit? Definitely. Uh, like I said, it was, I would say it was about 80% of my healing came from the work with Warren. Um, and, and you touched on, on something very important in that regard. Um, what I think is taking the supplements and, of course, writing a good supplement program is, is, is I would say, pretty much easy. Not, not to, down, to downput the, the, the work it takes, but the hard thing is not to swallow pills. The hard thing is to live in a way that the program, the supplement program actually works. Um, cause I know, I know these phases from working with Warren where the supplements did not do a damn shit when I was not, um, psychologically in this state, let's say I was a little bit depressed. Of course, like you're saying, the, the parasites and the fungus, um, is connected to the nervous system. And if your nervous system is, is downregulated or if you're symp- sympathetic all the time, um, of course your, your blood sugar is higher. Um, you can regulate, um, the the life of the parasites, I would say, with your mood as much as you can do with sugar, with with sleep, um, with any lifestyle habit really. And the supplements are just the the lost key that you can use. But if you if you don't use use your hands to open the the door and go through and walk through, there's there's nothing that will come out of that. Mm. There, there's no healing guaranteed, and I know that personally, definitely, because um, I know. The first two years, I took supplements as well, and I took after after going through the process with, with Warren, I could look back and say, "How oh, whoa, I didn't do too bad with supplements from my own education and going through it." Um, but what I did bad with was um, actually the, finding the balance and homeostasis in the body and in the nervous system itself, which means sleep, getting to bed on time, which for me was probably the most important factor. Um, and don't overtrain. Don't train when you're tired. That was completely new concept for me. It's hard, it's, right, people? It's, it's it's hard, and especially as an athlete. And I think as even more for men. I think. And please don't kill me now. <laughs> All the feminists out there, but <laughs> don't um, worry. that's another topic. <laughs> There's no feminists. <laughs> no, 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 no feminists listen to my show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't. They wouldn't. They wouldn't think. They think if they if they are if they do, they don't think they'd uh, they'd be around very long. Well, I just say feminists. I just I'm, I'm a humanist. I just want everyone to be happy. But yeah. Uh, then I can go on. Okay. Um, especially for men. I mean, we're in in general. I say in general. Um, we are more competitive, and the thought of just relaxing when we're tired, I think, is for most men a sign of failure and a sign of weakness, um, which which is, again, the ego, where I see working with athletes is the biggest problem. And like I said, again, um, working with the ego is really, for me, where it starts when, when I, I start to work with somebody, because with the expectations the person has and the beliefs, because if you have an athlete with a huge fungal infection and with a parasite infection. Um, and that is inhibiting their performance because their joints get weak, their digestion is shit, they are bloated all the time, the TVA doesn't stabilize the core. So, of course, the joints are not stabilized and they get injured and I could go on and on. Um, the main problem is not to give them pills, to make them swallow them and everything is fine. The main thing is to get them to understand that Tai Chi, meditation, more sleep, getting on bed on time and maybe reducing training is actually what is enhancing the performance. 
and not fighting through an injury, not fighting through too little sleep and going to training still and feeling like a hero. It's not that. It's not that which we expect and which we think, which we are learned by, by, by society to think of health and strong and performance and being an athlete. It, it's the exact opposite, really, in many regards. Of course, willingness is important, but intelligent willingness, I think. A hundred. I mean, yeah, it's it's why like it's coming from a place of love rather than a place of hate for your body. So people sometimes, even though they're, they're shattered, they're in the gym. I was someone put the other day, which is brilliant. They said like, if you're getting up at five a.m. to go in the gym uh, after only four hours of sleep, you're stepping over ten pound notes and you're picking up picking up pennies. You know, so is in like you sleep so much more. As Paul, I think Paul had an interview with um, Sean Croxton back in the day, and he's like, "You could, I could chuck herbs at you and, and supplements at you, but if you're not sleeping right, your immune system is never going to be regulated. You're never going to be your strongest person. You literally might as well just get that money and set it alight." And you know, it's why like it's why when you're in when you're in in the summer, for example, or if you go on holiday. People fall pregnant because they're relaxed and the sun's out and they're eating good food. Or or even you can take the royal piss when you go on holiday. So you go on holiday and you end up eating a bit bit more cake or maybe having a few more drinks or whatever. You're out in the sun, which is like phenomenal for your health. It can destroy parasites and fungal infections and, and boost your immune system. The right amount of sun. I'm not saying get burnt. You're also around probably the sea. So you're getting lots of, I mean, you get all this great, earth in natural energy taken away from the you're walking a lot more you know you're completely relaxed you're not thinking about the bills and anything else you're thinking about having fun with your, your wife or your girlfriend or your friends and it's like your immune system just goes up because you're happy so all of a sudden you're happy you're doing all these things and even though you have a little few drinks or whatever people get up and they still feel oh i feel really good this morning even though it's like yeah because you've got a million one things going on really well the one little thing's not a problem especially because even when you go away you know you might have a few drinks, you might have a bit of cake or whatever, ice cream, but most people go on holiday and and if they go to a good hotel, you can eat phenomenally well, like high quality food. Some of the buffets at the five-star hotels you get, you know, is in terms of what quality food you can get. You've got fresh meats and fish and salads. I mean, it's, it's, it's go to certain places. I don't want you to go and uh, like eat these things in countries that aren't got clean water, etc. I'm talking about like first world countries. Um, and just coming from that place of, we said before, like it's hard for a man or even women athletes that are driven you know you said men are by nature more like destructive it's the male essence to go after things um coming from that place of love and healing and understanding it is hard right especially when people are they think that they have to train themselves to death to get ripped so even when they're tired they're in the gym smashing things out when they're probably better going for a walk and and a bit of breathing meditation and just doing something that's going to be very much more healing than that you know it's one of the things um, I think for myself, I used to train so much more than I do now. Now, when I go in the gym, I, I like to do. For me, a lot of the time, it's good for this my mental, uh, my mental emotional health. Is in I like to do a bit of movement. I like to just, just I feel good. It's not about oh, I want to do. It. I think that a lot of people that walk around really lean in body mass, um, most people I know look like that aren't anywhere near optimal health. Um, a lot of them have done it taking a, a few things like and butyrol or things like that just to look good for the beach and you're like what's the point whereas people who live a certain way although they not, might not be four six percent body fat they're always very lean they always look healthy and happy their skin's good and you're like yeah i can see where you're coming from you know it's one of those things it's like paul for example he's he's at his age he looks really good he's always ripped but he was ripped 
at like nine years old, eight years old, you know, and uh, yeah, and so like he's always had that good genetics. And what someone like myself, for example, for me to get really, really ripped, I'd have to do extreme dieting, etc. But to be lean and under ten percent body fat around eight, and to have some abdominal showing doesn't take that much. But to get to the next level, so that's what people will do a lot of the time. They they go for that aesthetic look thinking that when they get there, it's going to be life-changing and it's going to mean that they're going to get the girl they want and whatever else. And it's like, it doesn't work that way. It's all here. And if you feel good, look good, and you and you, that is projected out into people. Right? People can tell when you're feeling good and looking good. And because your demeanor, the way you speak, the way you talk, the way you act, as you said before, you can tell a lot about someone, how someone walks, you know. Are they walking upright, their chest up, they're looking forward, they're positive, they're confident, or are they slouched, are they moving? And that's all part of it, right? You can, it's someone's energy, it's how they hold themselves, it's how they, yeah, it's their life force. And that's really, it comes across in not just have they got a six pack or not, it comes across in everything they do. Definitely. Um, One thing you said I think is is very important, um, where all this comes together, and I think this is what really holistic health or holistic thinking is about. and I think, what does it say or what does it express if you train so hard and so much that you feel tired and you feel fucked up and you think you have to train even more? What does it tell about your psyche and your ego? It tells about you that you feel you are not worth worthy to rest. You're not worthy to sleep more. No, you have to grind. You have to hustle. and You have to work more and do more. And that's our society. And there it comes all together. Um, you're not allowed to rest. You're not allowed to be soft or weak or a failure. So you always have to push yourself. That's the state of fight or flight. It's, it's really a state of fighting. That state of fighting, of course, keeps you in an elevated breath rate. It, it keeps the stress response in your body, keeping uh, adrenaline, cortisol in your body, doing a whole lot of shit with your health. Then your health is, of course, slowly going down. Your, your fat is going up. And one point with that is very important. When you are sleep deprived, and sleep deprivation means being under seven hours of sleep for even only one night. Even after that, you're sleep deprived in a measurable way. So it can be scientifically measured in your brain and your physio- physiological responses. If you've slept one night under seven hours, um, even after that little bit of sleep deprivation, when you're losing weight uh, in a state of sleep de- deprivation, you're losing 70% of lean muscle mass of that 100% of weight loss. So it's way, way, way harder to actually lose, um, lose body fat and gain muscle mass in a, in a way of sleep deprivation. So what do we do? We even train harder. We even sleep less. We can go harder. And again, there's, there's this ego thing in, uh, inside of not being enough. Of I don't feel enough. I don't feel good enough. I have to have a six-pack. I have to have 6% body, um, body fat. I have to have a big fat ass. And then whatever it is that you like, you know, I need to have a 200 kilogram bench press or whatever. And I think that's just silly. That's just insane. I, I think we should all be healthy and I think we should all look healthy. But I don't think that healthy, looking healthy means having, necessarily means having a six pack or having like big fat arms. It means looking the way that you are designed in spirit, I would say, or looking the way that, that your legacy is expressed. If you're an artist, why do you need a six pack? Nah. Why do you need like, like arms with one meter around them? Uh, it, it's ridiculous. Or, or big packs that can chuggle all the way. Um, 
that's that's just ridiculous for me. And I think there's where I start with my clients is their dream and the legacy. What do you want? Why are you here? What do you want from your life? What do you want to experience as a human being? If you want to be an athlete and it's really your dream and it's coming from your heart and not your fear, um, then it's beautiful. Then we then we can work towards a six pack or to walk the the bigger deadlift or the, the better punch or the faster run, whatever it is that you need. But if you're coming to me and you tell me your dream is to be a better mother and to, to be able to play with your kids, I don't want to see you jogging. I don't want to see you sprinting necessarily. Um, I don't need, need to have you do box jumps or CrossFit or whatever. Um, and it's all beautiful. And you've talked about this in other podcasts as well. CrossFit is beautiful. It's everything beautiful, but everything is a tool for specific goals and goals are nothing else than really dreams. If done the right way. And the way I do this is I ask my clients, do you have a carrot in front of you or a knife behind you? Is it a carrot in front of you that's, that's pulling you forward to your dream? Um, or is a knife behind you that are, you're running away from, like you're running away from not feeling good enough without a six pack. So you're trying to get fitter and fitter until you, nearly dead um that was me as a fighter to be honest uh when i was younger i was you saw the picture of me i was 96 kilo i never had really friends um i never felt in one group i never felt really fitting my whole life as a youngster was pretty i would say boring it was beautiful i had a beautiful childhood but it was nothing special so i was yearning after the specialness so i started fighting and it got intense and i was even happy when i got hurt and injured and there's so many, so many parts of our psyche that are actually shadows that we don't see that are pushing us in a direction, like the knife behind us, that we don't even see that the goals that we have are not actually our goals, but they are just a knife behind us that we are running away from. And it's like uh, and things that can have been put there from parents or other expectations that you don't know and you try to fulfill other people's dreams or make yourself feel better or make or make yourself worthy to other people, you know, feel worthy. And so what you said there was was, was awesome, mate. You said, uh, you know, talking about this, it's like that illusion of health, you know. Uh, you can, can look good and not be healthy, but when you're healthy, you're always going to look good, you're going to feel good. And being, as you said before, you know, being more tired it's almost like today's society it's a badge of honor to be oh i go to bed at one and i get up at five and it's like well done you can be the richest man in the graveyard you're gonna look terrible you know and as you said there you know i think paul talked about this before he said society's got it wrong you know when someone gets cancer they're like oh now you can rest and try and heal and take time off work and go out and 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 and, and walk across the beach and get in the sea and and eat good food and relax you know when they got cancer it's like you should be doing that before you get cancer because you don't, is in the prevention is much better than, than cure. And so, as you said before, healing is not going to be like three weeks. You didn't get ill in, in, overnight. You're not going to heal it overnight. These things take time. So, so society has got it all backwards. And it's because it's almost like we need to work each other to death. And this is where they probably got it if you go into deeper things in like conspiracy theories and stuff. They want us so tired, so ill, so like restless that. We don't actually say before, as you said before, at school, you don't get taught uh, how to think, we get taught what to think. And so, this is why there's a big divide at the moment politically, like between the left and progressives, quote unquote, that think that their, their sort of way of, of, of uh, things is the way forward and how we're all developing. And most of us in the holistic world realize that things are done traditionally for a reason. Like men are men, women are women, and we, although we're more 
similar than not because we're human, we have got certain things that we do better as a you probably heard Paul talk about before. I've mentioned it quite a few times on the show. When we went to war, um, the crop yield went up forty percent because women are much more nurturing than men. You know, it's why women take care; they're much more maternal. They're much better with children in certain ways, and men are the ones that push the boundaries of children. And women are the ones that go, "Oh no!" And we're different, and so it's 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 interesting, and it's just like people maybe um, need to understand. You know, it's, as you said before, it's okay to rest. It's okay not to be in the gym every day of the week. You know, it's okay to, like, if I, so for example, if I always say this to people, I'm really honest, so I, I will go out on a Saturday night after I play football with my friends and I will have a few drinks with them. It's a really important social bonding thing for me. Like, I, if I don't, it's really, it's, it always is a social thing to go and see them, have a few drinks with them, whatever. And say on the Sunday, if you stay up late, I feel tired. Now, I'm not, going to get up and smash the gym and we go right i'm going to do anything i do right i'm going to get up and have my water and lemon i'm going to have milk thistle i'm going to maybe go for a walk amongst nature i'm going to relax and if i still feel tired on monday i'll do the same if i feel okay then i'll get into it and it depends on what i've done um and for me to get to that point was huge then even to better go and have a drink or whatever i know because i've got myself to a certain level of health first where my body could deal with things but it's something that people need to understand it's not punishing yourself you said before come from a place of love rather than punishment and i think it's like because i've seen so like so it's what i want to get into as well is just because are you okay for time of course man yeah yeah uh, so uh, so um in your in your um in your thing in your on your website um you talk about your retreats and you've got the cosmic uh cosmic program and the prana program mm-hmm. alchemy uh, cosmic alchemy, prana alchemy. So, what are the difference between them? Okay, um, the one thing my my beautiful wife, my my life partner, um, she has her own company called Cosmic Love, and, and she's working with women doing women's retreats. And um, the prana alchemy retreats that I do are with private clients. So what I do is um, either I, I visit my clients for a few days, minimum of four days. And I work with them intensively for the four days. Um, but mostly what I do now, is simple, since we travel so much, I get people to, to come to a beautiful place to me. Let's say Bali. Um, I'm going to rent a beautiful house. We're going to stay there for a full week, one-on-one. And I'm going to work with them one-on-one and have a very, very intensive retreat with them one-on-one. Um, the beautiful thing about that is you can get very personal. You can get very deep. What I also do is I, I don't only do one-on-one. I can do one and his, his partner mm-hmm. or his business partner um, or some kind of best friend or whatever, but some kind of partner. They need to have a relationship that we can work on du- during coaching because I think, um, and you know it yourself, if you have a client and he has like marriage, you get the man or you get the woman. It's impossible to get the man or woman healthy without coaching the, the other as well. Or they split up, but it's, but it's fact, not it's really possible. It's, 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 even when you're dealing with people, you know, they say, you know, I say, well, your family's going to be doing this as well, right? Because especially women, you're making the meals in the evening or, or whatever, you know, everyone's going to be on it. So, yeah, good, sorry, mate, go ahead. Um, yeah, and then in that regard, it's, it's mostly easier with only women to get the only women because yeah. they cook oftentimes and yeah. they can make all the food and the men are screwed up. So yeah, <laughs> you exactly. need to see this. So. So you got um, yeah, to do it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And the, the cosmic retreats, um, my, my life partner, I thought, Hey, why don't we do a retreat together? Why don't we do the exact same thing? 
I do with my private clients, but let's do it together. And we have the female energy of her. And she was doing dancing and art and movement therapy, and very feminine and yin qualities. And I'm doing the yang stuff. And she's also cooking. We prepare food and, and everything is all around. It's an all around package we do uh, with small groups, up to 10 people. Um, and it's, it's really, really beautiful um, to have my life partner do this together with me now and starting that um, because of what I said, the yin energy and the, the yang energy. In, in my experience as a coach, it doesn't matter how much you learn about the, the feminine aspects of life and the yin qualities. And of course, you can do your best to be empathetic and, and you do your best, but there's something about um, feminine energy from a real woman that is very important in coaching in many regards, I think. Um, so I think co-working or having uh, relationships with other coaches that are women is, is, as a man quite helpful, especially regarding to second chakra issues, if we want, mm. uh, which is sexuality or fourth chakra, which is love and relationships. Um, it can be quite healing for men with with problems and shadows, let's say, with their mother to get healing from actually a woman um, as a coach or healer or therapist and even only a week. And I had I personally I love the, the Prana Alchemy retreats you said. Um, most clients I have this with are the start. So most people just want to start with to work with me this intensive. So they say, yeah, I didn't work with you until now, but I want directly the four days. So I work with them four days intensively. I can do all the assessment. Um, I can see them in person and not only for one hour so they can act, but I see them for six to seven hours that day um, and really work with them together, do all the assessments and get into intensive into it. And after that, then Skype coaching is easy. There's no opening up more after that because the opening already has happened um, from the relationship of coach and client. Because um, I, in my experience, when you start working with some clients just online, just via Skype, it takes a few sessions because it's online until there's this this energetic bond Breakdown, is created. Yeah. yeah, that's why I think like putting out lots of content and doing videos and things like that, it's good because they get to know you already, and so like you've all, they've already bought into, they've already feel like they know you. So like when I do, for example, when I do my consultations I regularly, get people break down. They say, Ryan, I've never cried in front of anyone before. I'm like, that's fine. Because that's great. One, it just tells me how much this means to you. And trust me, I've been doing this 10 years. I nothing I haven't heard or seen. And, you know, and I think it's beautiful. I say, I just feel really humbled that you're comfortable enough to, to, to show that with me. And and uh, I think it's like, um, I wish there's a few out of the people I've interviewed. There's like you, Warren, um, I think a few two other guys that I've interviewed recently. Also, Mike Salimi. Um, I've had Jack on recently. Um, a few of the guys, like other other um, Czech professionals, I'd love to maybe get us all together once and do like a seminar somewhere or like that. I think it'd be brilliant um, because it's like uh, I don't know if you, do you know Mike Salimi. Sorry, do you, do you know Mike Salimi, the the kettlebell world champion? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's awesome. Yeah, awesome. So he just went to uh, you see his thing on Insta. He went to Costa Rica and he did like a, yes, 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 yeah. That's something I'd be really interested in doing as well. I'd like, I think, it, yeah, yeah. Uh, he yeah. did, he did. Um, I think he was doing uh, ayahuasca journeys as well down there. Yeah, yeah. I think both. I think yeah. he's he's using combo with athletes as well. Right. Okay. Um, oh no, no, yes, yeah, yeah, no, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And people are saying and he's like, he's another guy who's got great energy and doing things like that. But I think it's like you say, being 
so I have a business uh, group that we're we're in, and uh, once or two times a year we go away to work on our business, and it's really nice being outside of like your home, and just and that's what I think is great about these retreats. It gets you outside of your day to day, so you can actually be so going somewhere like Bali or something. Do you have a preferred destination that you go to? Um, I had Bali because Bali is crazy. It's it's um it's Asian, you know, it's it's like a typical Asian country. Uh, with all the scooters and all the craziness. So in my opinion, it breaks the ego, right? When the people land with, at the airport, it's like a little bit like, okay, crazy. There's a crack in the head. There's like a new world. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, you can get organic food and high quality water and, and you have jungle and nature. Right. Um, that's, that's the thing about, I like about Bali, but honestly, for me, it's, it's like um, California is, is the place to go now with my clients. Um, because I, I, in my opinion, California is one of the most beautiful places in the world. I love California. I, 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 if I, yeah, I can definitely see myself being out there. Um, maybe having a house out there sometime. It's cool. It's just uh, America is so fucked up. It's like their country. They're so like they do like they're passing these mandatory vaccination laws, and they're getting five G over there. And it's like uh, I'd love to live. I, I did so last year. Um, we had one of my ex clients got married in Canada. And um, so I was out there in Canada, then a few of us went around uh, Vancouver, um, and then we went to California, so we went to San Diego, Venice Beach, went all around, um, we went to um, uh, like LA, all, all, all up and down, like all of, and I was just like, this is phenomenal. It's modern, but with a hippie vibe, and everyone's just, you can, I know it's progressive and all that, but like... Everyone there, it's, like, it's, it's very much into health, right? And it's got the sea right there, the sun's out. It's one thing. It's just, it's just a phenomenal place, and I could easily see what, what, what part do you go to when you, when you go, or do you go all over? Um, we've mostly been in Encinitas, which is right at uh, San Diego, San Diego mm-hmm. area, mm-hmm. and Carlsbad, because we've been visiting Paul, and I did my HSC free there. Um, we stayed for for quite some some time. I did ayahuasca there the first time, my first experience. How was that? So California. <laughs> oh crazy man uh, that was a crazy ride uh, yeah <laughs> it was intense really intense um lots of lots of healing for me um but um at the, at the same time it was interesting because i was doing um tai chi and meditation quite intensively before um i would say the one year before i did it like quite intensively and, and it was like coming home in a way um and I know some people that do bioenergetics, and I know Elliot Hulse talks about like that way, um, and trauma work say it's the exact same, like going through a very strong emotional trauma release. Um, and for me, it was pretty much the same, um, same feeling. It was not too new. It's, it's a very crazy experience. Do you feel a shift afterwards? Um, definitely, definite shift. At honestly, it took me about one week to really land again on my feet. Right. Um, to 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 really understand what needs to be integrated and for me the the biggest shift um i had um i have to say i had um about two weeks before i had my first time mushrooms before i had the ayahuasca um so california was quite intense (laughs) um and the thing that really was the main theme and the integration and the the main topic and healing that was feeling for the first time how it is to really love and accept yourself and now I know this sounds sounds okay. Yeah, I love myself. Everybody loves himself. I thought the same, but if you knew how it really feels to fully, one hundred percent, love yourself and accept yourself, 
it's crazy. It's, it's, it's magnificent. I was crying for hours. Mm. Um, bliss, bliss tears. Um, for it felt so good to, to accept myself. And I saw all the patterns of my life of being a fighter and trying to prove myself. Trying, yeah. What we were talking about, trying to get a six pack, trying to be mm. fit and strong and trying to be accepted by other people. Um, and for me, that was the main topic and the main shift was getting to understand that I'm already beautiful and that I'm already already perfect as I am, that I only need to live what it is that is inside me and I don't need to get anything from the outside to pull inside me. I have everything inside me. Yeah, and, and I mean, that's, that's again the psyche and that's where I think that plant medicine <clears throat> is actually really helpful and it was helpful for me to break away the layers uh, um, to, to put away the dirt and clean up the dirt that, that is in front of your, your beauty or your light. And I don't only mean this in an esoteric or super spiritual way. I mean, in, in the light of your performance or your healing. Um, when I say light, I mean the person you are without your cancer, the person you are without your back pain, the person you are without your headaches, your migraine, your agony, the person you are really inside and the stuff that is holding you back and all the dirt of course it is bad nutrition. Of course it is toxicity. Of course it is um, not drinking enough water. Of course it's all included. But but the really thick layer of dirt around that is not feeling good enough, not feeling worthy, not, not seeing your own self, not e even knowing who you are. Let's say you're a child and you say, hey, I want to become a fireman. No, your dad says, no, you're becoming a doctor. Okay, and your life's starting to get screw uh, screwed. And that's what we all have to deal with as a society, I think. Everybody of us, because we've grown up in this society. And for me personally, the plant medicine is like putting away the dirt and showing the light. The integration, of course, is the most important part. Or the dirt is just going to come over it again. So we really have to see and accept what is there and then work on it. And, and, and really give us self-love. And that's where self-love is coming in, in the end again. No, it's awesome. So when, so when, is it is it quite? Because I'm interested in doing this like very uh, this year, very soon. So I'm just like trying to gather because half of me is really excited and the other half of me is petrified uh, about it. Um, with DMT or uh, ayahuasca, and I'm not overly thrilled about um, being violently sick for four and a half hours or whatever it is. So uh, yeah, it's, um, I. I, I of course, you, you can say you won't be sick, but I, I was not sick at all, not right. a single sick. Um, I did not bother, I did not have anything, and I was talking to my my shaman, um, a really beautiful, freaking best shaman in the world, um, and he was saying, yeah, it, it's really possible that when you're healthy, like you are as well, you, your body doesn't has to do the detox Perfect. like most people. So, of course, most people say, yeah, the bath, they get sick. Um but I, w I personally would say maybe it's 80% of them just because the times, just because they are toxic and live in toxic bodies. And of course, there's the other 20 or 30%, which is psychological. And you have to get rid of something psychological, um, which comes out in the form of boffing. But um, even if you're sick, I don't think it will be a problem. It's it's insane and i can just tell you it's it's such a beautiful experience uh, really. it. so who, 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 did, you, did you do it with the czech institute uh no 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 i had i had um people that are connected with the czech institute definitely um so i, I was really lucky to to get people that are just 
horrific, beautiful, crazy. We can talk about that if you want later. Um, so what was what was most interesting to me, I, I did now, I, I had now, I think, 13 or 14 journeys um, in the last, wow, eight months or something. Um, so quite a lot. And now I rest for some time. Um, and the intensive work with, with, with me showed me again these layers where you you think you ha- you know something, you, you think you know the root of something, but below the root is another root. Let's say, okay, I don't feel enough. You can never stop asking why, really. Mm. That's what Paul is teaching us. Never stop asking questions, which is okay. You say, okay, I don't feel good enough. I, I don't feel good. I don't feel worthy. I ask you why. And you say, yeah, maybe because uh, my, my mother always told me I'm, I'm, I have dirty clothes and I, I'm not good enough in school and I have to do more and I have to become a doctor. Um, okay. And I, I said, okay, is that in you, that belief that you have to become a doctor? And you say, yeah, maybe. And I say, okay, why? You go, why, why, why? And somewhere at the end, I personally believe it's always the story of your personal myth. So your idea of what's going on in the world, what's not in the world, but what's going on in the universe is always the root of all whys. So if, if you really go to the, end, to the end with any question, you always find, you can, you can call it God, of course, or the mystery or whatever you want to call it. But what the fuck are we doing here? What the fuck is going on here? I mean, it's crazy. We're on a rock flying through the universe. And if you really go into that, it's the philosophy of people that's making them sick or making choices that making them sick in the first place. And that's where ayahuasca, of course, comes in. I understand. What was your why? Um, where I was sick, you mean? Do, 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 talk about it if you want, but when it's going to uh, why your layers, you said you're now taking a rest. Did it take you 14 okay. journeys to get there? Um, yeah i would say it it took me maybe 10 to get there and then it took me four of pure bliss to realize that i don't need pure bliss every now and then just to to have pure bliss you know Mm. um because it still shakes you pretty hard um but it took me i would say the why and the layers with me were um to really accept that we are not perfect and we are not meant to be perfect i think that to, to see my imperfection in many different layers and many different parts of myself and to not fight against them. Because when for me personally, when I started journeying with ayahuasca and even got into meditation, it was like, okay, I want to find the shadow and I want to kill it. So I was the same warrior mindset was going on there. Okay, I, I'm doing meditation. Hey, there's a shadow. There's a, a conflict with your mother that's making you um, being angry with, with your life partner. Okay, maybe that... And then you go, okay, I need to clear that up. I need to, to move through that. I need to evolve. Um, but that whole idea itself stems out of the idea of not being enough and of wanting to become perfect. And we can rush ourselves too fast. So by rushing medicine journeys too fast, you can come to a point at one time where you see that the rushing itself of the healing process is mm. the problem itself in its root, 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 <laughs> I would mm. say. Yeah, I get yeah. It's almost like, oh, we get there, you know, we always want to almost be, so people, that's why people get anxious, you know, it's, uh, I did a lot of work into, into, into neuroscience and the brain, and it was like this uh, illusion of like um, uh, overwhelm. You get overwhelmed because you're at A and you want to be at B, but you don't know how to get there. 
and you and you just want to and you're all stressed out. You know, but if you've got a plan, a process, it takes away a lot. Of, oh, okay, I've got to do this. Take that off. I do that. Take, and that's what what we do. We put our programs to people. We say, look, we got here, and we're going to get here, but we've got the whole process to go through, and we're not going to leave you alone. We're going to take, take these things off. And I think that's a it's a big one. You know, people we're in a in a society now where they want the quick fix. Everyone wants it now, yesterday. You know, and so doing the work, people don't understand. The journey is a destination. The journey's all the fun. You know, it's like going through the changes. It's, as you said, you've mentioned before, it's like the hero's journey. You know, it's like, like the 5G thing. It's, a, it's our hero's journey to come against these things and, and, to, and to battle them and put the truth out, no matter what. And if and if things happen along the way, so be it. You know, what are we going to do? Are we, we going to be the, the people that, that just let these companies take our health and destroy us? Or are we going to be the people that stood up to them, you know? Um, people like people like us. Hopefully, we'll go down in history as the ones that stood up for these things. And uh, we're not sitting here like so. Like talking to Dr. Shrey Tempany, he's talking about how vaccinations, the way we like do them, etc. Is going to they'll be like, what was this barbaric practice that we that we did? Um, so people like it's like drilling drilling holes in people's skulls and letting the letting the bad demons out. You know, like they used to do back in the day. Um, and so I think it's uh, it's like working on. That like the mental and emotional side of things is huge, and I always say it to people in our programs, I say that the nutrition's huge, but the mental and emotional side of things is just as important. And the funny thing is, when you're cleansing, when you're detoxing the body, I say to them all the time: be prepared for, to be moody, to be irritable. Tell your partner you might be a, might be a bastard, you might be a bitch, you know, because as these toxins come out physically, they're going to come out mentally, emotionally too. You know, you, as you know, like your liver holds anger, and other parts of your different organs hold different different um feelings and different emotions and so people just need to be aware of that and you know it's something that people think that it, it, once again it's the educating them as well or teaching them you know it's not it's not just a 2d it's a 3d experience and it's a holistic experience so it's really important yeah and and what i think is really important i want to share um that definitely to last um is to don't get lost in the healing process itself and not replace your dream that you have um, with the healing itself. So I think it is very, very important what you said. And a lot of what, what my healing was about is to see that the, the way is the goal in itself, because the way is the fun. Without the way, there is nothing. If you only get the goal, there's nothing. But at the same time, I think it's important, because um, what I see with people in biogetic, bioenergetics and trauma releasing especially, um, is that they get addicted. You know Grounding Camp from Elliot Hulse? No, I've heard of it. I've never, I've never, never seen it yeah. before. Yeah, it's it's like bioenergetic stuff, like screaming and yelling yeah, 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 and getting yeah. out the anger. And I see so many people getting addicted mm. to the healing process itself and to the shadow itself. And when I ask them, "What is your dream?" The only dream they can tell me is healing. But healing is not a dream in itself. It can't be. Because if you have healing as your dream, you can never be healed. Yeah. Because exactly. then you take away your dream. So how how do you want to heal? Yeah. So the, the first thing when when you work with me is I ask you, hey, what is your dream? And if you tell me getting healthy, I tell you that won't work. Sorry, let's work on another dream, a dream that it's worth being healthy for. Yeah. That's the main thing, and that's really important. Now, hundred percent. We I do the same thing. I always go through like, what would be your what would be your big rocks you'd love to achieve this time next year? What would be your ultimate dream? I run down and say, well, that is you. You just got to get to the underlying root of these issues and, you know, these things will disappear. You'll be that person. And, you know, I think it's important for you to have those values, those goals in front of you. So that when things get tough, 
what's your option? What you want to do now or what you want in the future? Like, do you want to have the energy to play with your kids and not to have skin eruptions and to move your business forward and to have financial freedom or whatever it is? You know, I'd love to. Those are the things. You're, you're, you're very, very right. Healing cannot be a dream in itself. It's just, it needs to be the vehicle to get you to your dream. Uh, and I think that's that's awesome, my man. Um, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure getting you on. What's the, um, for people who want to find you, what's the best places to find you? Um, first of all, of course, Instagram, Prana Alchemy. Um, then, of course, if you can find me on Facebook, Nico Becker, um, the name you got probably in your in your uh, text for the podcast. And then there's www.prana-alchemy.com. Dash. Dash, sorry. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, okay. Just for people who want to... German failure. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's not that. I just don't want people to write minus in. So it's like prana-alchemy.com. Uh, yeah. prana yes. yes, yes, yes. Awesome, mate. Thank you very much for coming on. Anything else you want to add to finish up? No, man. I, I just thank you for having me on. It was beautiful to talk to you. You're, you're a big superstar in my life, man. You, you're... <laughs> another warrior yeah. on the path and, and i'm really glad to connect to you that's awesome mate thank you very much and we'll definitely get you back on in the future mate don't worry about that thank you man. see you so there we have it guys that was nico becker you know afterwards we were having a little chat and we decided that we haven't even <clears throat> we didn't even really touch on some of the deeper stuff so definitely gonna get him back on i may even get him back on very soon in fact i may try and get nico back on next week to see if we can do a part two because it was a really fascinating chat and I really enjoyed it and uh, yeah it's someone that I could definitely spend a lot of the time with just talking about things it's great when you meet people uh, that you know to share very similar philosophies about life and he's just a very calming person to talk to um, which is great and he's uh, obviously going through a lot of stuff and um, for a young guy you know 24 he was like I was at my journey uh, he's, he's got a uh, wisdom um beyond his years so it was, it was awesome and um you know definitely be getting uh getting nico back on i'll try and sort it sort that one out um otherwise guys and girls as always um you know if you are dealing with a health issue and you're looking for some support and you're looking to actually put it behind you for good um then the best thing for you to do if you're looking for help is to give me an email at ryan at reviveyourself.co or head on over to www reviveyourself.co and you can fill out the contact details the contact form there under the tab contact um, so we can get you you know we can book a call to see if and how we can help you um, because you know you can put whatever issue you've got behind you you just have to give your body the right circumstances to heal your body wants to be healthy its natural state is health it just needs to be pushed and pointed in the right direction otherwise guys and girls that's it for this week uh, as always stay happy stay healthy and I'll speak to you soon bye bye if you're struggling with gut issues such as gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, indigestion, heartburn, and want to finally be able to eat the foods you love without the crippling after effects, then don't forget to head over to reviveyourself.co and pick up your free copy of the Healing Health Paradigm today. 